We are raw and real mothers sharing our struggles, triumphs, and everything in between. We are all about being authentic and sharing who we are. None of us have it all together. We know how hard motherhood is. We also know how joyful motherhood is. We're here to grow with you. We're here to empower and support each other. As we share our hearts, we become stronger. Our stories bring us together. The mother heart is within every woman. Hey, welcome to The Mother Heart. We are so excited to be here. We are especially excited because we have a few guests with us. And um, we're going to be talking about um, Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend um, this month for our book club. So just a recap in case you didn't know, each month we are doing a book a book podcast where we will be discussing a new book each month. So just stay tuned. You can join our Mother Heart Facebook circle um, group um, to be updated on what books we're doing each month. And then we are also doing a HeartCast. And we're super excited in the upcoming future to be able to invite any of you listeners to join us in our Zoom meeting. You don't have to share. You don't have to talk and and put your face on, on video. But you can share in the comments and participate as much as you'd like. And we love to hear um, the collective voices of wi- of women um, from all over. We feel that each woman ha- has uh, wisdom to share, and we all benefit from each other's um, perspectives. Um, so with that, um, I'm going to um, introduce myself. My name is Kylie, and if the other Mother Heart moms can go ahead and just introduce yourselves one by one, that would be great. I'm Rachel. Just say your name. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. Uh, I'm Rachel. And I'm Anna Maria. And I'm Cheryl And you will hear a new voice today talking. That is my dear friend, Sarah. And we do have another friend here. And I will keep you anonymous unless you choose <laughs> to be known, um, who will um, be sharing thoughts in the comments. Um, so without further ado, uh, Rachel will be hosting our podcast and we'll turn the time over to her. Hi, everyone. We're excited to talk about this book. Um, it's been an interesting book to read, I think, for most of us. We've had feelings of le- loving it and not loving it. And I think overall, it's been a good experience, though. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be able to have a good discussion with everyone. Hi, Janessa. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> good. Um, so I wanted to start out by just reading the summary on the back of the book, just to give everyone an idea of what this book is going to be about. Says people often focus on so much on being loving and giving that they forget their own limits. Have you ever found yourself wondering, can I say no and still be loving, still be a loving person? How do I answer someone who wants my time, love, energy, or money? How do I stand up to hurtful behavior or abuse? Why do I feel guilty when I consider setting boundaries? Um, in this award-winning New York Best Times seller, Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend give you biblically based answers to these and other tough questions. They show you how to set healthy boundaries with your parents, spouse, children, friends, coworkers, social media, and even with yourself. This updated and expanded edition specifically shows how to set boundaries in our increasingly digital world. Anyway, so that's that. I wanted to just start out with a couple definitions that came from the book about boundaries, what they are. I think there was about a million. East 400 South Street. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) The new electronic boundaries you were talking about. Yeah, my phone <laughs> thinks it needs to give me new directions. In my <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was hilarious. Okay. So there's a lot of definitions I felt like that the book gave in different ways, but these are a couple that I saw. Boundaries define what is me and what is not me. They show where I end and where someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. And the other one was boundaries help us define what we are responsible for and what we are not responsible for. Does anyone else have a definition for boundaries? Yeah, I really liked this one. Um, It's on page 55 in the book, but they say boundaries are supposed to be able to breathe, to be like fences with a gate that can let the good in and the bad out. I really like that one. Um, Yeah, I have lots of experiences with being a very giving person and then feeling used and then I become resentful and things like that. So maybe later on I can share a couple of those experiences that led me to understanding 
why I needed boundaries and um, why they are beneficial and how I've uh, grown because as a person and in confidence because I've been able to set boundaries. Yeah, I kind of thought, well, I was just thinking, so, you know, they use this imagery of, of a fence, right, for your boundaries. And I got to experience that this summer for real, right? We, we just replaced a big portion of our fence because it was falling down. And we had had, our neighbor has a bunch of big dogs. We have chickens and rabbits. And lots of them also mix very well. And so their dogs would come out and invariably chase our chickens and rabbits. And we lost a number of them to the dogs. Oh, no. And, you know, we were able to discuss it with the neighbors and stuff. And they were always apologetic. Um, but it was kind of a reoccurring thing because our fence did not keep their dogs out. And so we just barely got our new fence in after lots of hard work. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, they have the saying, good fences make good neighbors. And it's part of it is that, that, you know, then your stuff can stand your side. My stuff can stand my side. We can have the fence so that we can help each other when we need to and shut out the bad when we need to. And, um, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, that is so true of emotional stuff too. Like just being able to say, no, I'm not responsible for your feelings. You're not responsible for my feelings. So I think a good definition is like, you know, cause, cause even with the fence, like they, they have a lot of like, um, old cars and just junk. Sorry, my baby's not. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, you got the door open. Hi, buddy. So anyway, he's going to come join us for a minute. Oh, good. But yeah, so they kind of just, you know, in the back, there's just been kind of junk piled up and stuff. And I found that when the fence was gone for the two weeks that we had to have it down for when they were putting the new fence up, um, that I felt like I should go kind of into their yard and start cleaning it up, right? Because that's why I was cleaning the fence line, clipping all the trees and like the bushes and vines. And because the fence wasn't there, when we'd taken it out, I felt like I should start, like, cleaning up their stuff, too. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, Even though it wasn't your stuff. It wasn't my stuff. It was their junk. But because they weren't doing it, I felt like I should, right? Because it was so applicable, Janessa, to how that works. Um, yeah. So that was the one imagery, right? Like, the boundaries, it's like feeling responsible for other people's responsibilities. So I think that's a good boundary is that. Um, I'm, I, you're trying to take responsibility for other people, rescue them or, mm -hmm. you know, or take advantage of them. Even I thought that was really interesting too, is that it's not somebody only that can say that can't say no. Right. That was one of the things is, um, when you can't say no and you always feel like you have to say yes for whatever reason, um, then that's you not putting down your boundary and say, no, I can't, I can't do that. And so you say yes, but you say it resentfully, right? And you don't, and then that resentment or anger kind of builds up. But on the flip side, there's also the people that that can't hear no. And I never thought of them as being boundary pushers in a sense, or that didn't have boundaries. I guess I thought they were boundary pushers, but that they not that they didn't have boundaries. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, but like even the aggressive people that are always constantly like asking people to do things for them that they could do for themselves. Huh. And uh, and taking advantage of other people because they they know that they won't say no. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, sorry. Also, the other thing that I, that I thought of in that situation, right, is that usually those two types of people end up finding each other. And um, I don't know if any of you guys have done ballroom dance, but I used to ballroom dance when I was in college. And when you ballroom dance, you have to have like tone on both sides, right? You have to make sure that both sides have, they're not too firm and they're not too loose. Um, because if one's too firm, then uh, it kind of trips the other person off and, and gets them off balance, right? But the first, if they're, if they're too loose, then, you know, they're kind of moving all over the place and they can't like move quickly, quickly right? When you're dancing together. And so it's really important when you're in a dance partnership that you have the right amount of push and pull, if that makes sense, and enough pressure on both sides. And so 
you know, the person that's pushing too hard is going to push someone off balance. The, the person that's not pushing hard enough is also going to cause problems. And so it's, you know, that, that imagery just kind of came into mind in that interplay. Like you both need to be able to have enough strength, but also some give. And I think that's also a good imagery for boundaries, right? It doesn't have to be like rigid, but it needs to have enough pressure to help both sides. That makes sense. That's great imagery, Janessa. Thank you. So, does, Kylie, did you have something, or Sarah, or anyone else? I was just thinking, <clears throat> yeah, I was just thinking about like how it talked about our bodies as like a house that we live in, and our skin is that boundary. I don't know if you remember reading that mm -hmm. part, but I just love that analogy because in our church we talk a lot about how our bodies are temples. <laughs> And really letting into our temple, you know, what verses, um, you know, what are we keeping out? So um, that I feel like goes right along with, you know, what we believe as our, as our temples. And if, if you know what a temple is, it's a place of purity and holiness. And so what are we letting into our lives? What kinds of thoughts are we letting in um, that, are, that are controlling? Maybe we're letting those some negative thoughts control our actions or we're letting other people say um, manipulative things to us or using anger to control us. We're letting in the bad. So I, I just really like that with the, the fence idea of like, okay, a lot of people got backwards. We need to let in the good and take out the bad. Mm -hmm. So, and that God is on our, our side in, in that effort. I just loved, I mean, at first I was a little bit like, off by like all of the scriptural references but then I realized that was the point of the of this book was to use the scriptures as um, evidence for having healthy boundaries and it was amazing like when I was working on practicing boundaries and um, and going to therapy and stuff several years ago things that I read in the scriptures so many times like finally made sense to me for the first time ever. I was like, that's what God's been trying to tell me this whole time. Now I get it. And so this was really cool. It's like the authors did us a favor of showing us all of these different verses throughout the Bible that are trying to teach us how to have healthy boundaries. So now when I go back to the Bible and start reading, I'll see all of these verses and I'll be like, yes, that's right. Thank you for the reminder. And then I really liked, even he said, memorize some of these scriptures so that you have them on hand in the moment when you need to be practicing um, holding up your boundaries with somebody. And I thought that was so cool because I've used scriptures in the past to help strengthen me, you know, to memorize. I've used memorized scriptures to help me through, you know, tough situations in the past. So I, I know that that can help. So anyway, those are just a couple of my thoughts that I've had so far on the book. That's really cool. Charlie. Yeah. I know I didn't read the book because I was just invited to <laughs> come, but I've had a lot of um, experience with boundaries. And I was actually just looking through some papers that I had been given from therapy years ago. And um, this kind of brought to light a little bit more about boundaries, like, because you can have, there's, you know, strong boundaries that you can have, but also I feel like something that needs to go with those boundaries is trust. And if you can trust that person, then your boundary is, you You either have to decide if your boundary is going to be like wall of China, huge, or if your boundary needs to be like a picket fence because you can like sit and talk to the person and trust them and, or whatever it may be. And so I feel like with that kind of visualization, like there always needs to be boundaries in any relationship, but depending on the level of trust in that person and how much you can trust them emotionally or physically or whatever it may be um, you need to be able to figure out how big that boundary needs to be or how thick or drastic mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it yeah I think like it depending I like what you're saying depending on your trust with them and I think trust in someone else depends greatly on on whether or not they have boundaries Right. How, how healthy their their personal boundaries are. So when just like Janessa was saying with the pull and tug of ballroom, I love that visualization. If both have healthy boundaries, it's this beautiful dance becomes this, you know, really beautiful, enjoyable dance. But if one person's pushing too hard or one person's 
just, you know, too loose and soft, then it just doesn't work well and you're not in sync and uh, things just don't flow well. And there's emotional confusion, upsets, resentments, chaos. I love, um, I bring in Brene Brown too much sometimes, but she has good quotes. But she has uh, said something once that has really stuck with me um, that the most loving people she's ever met are absolutely boundaried. I love that. And just thinking about that. And I think that's so true. Um, Kylie, going with that thought, um, in this book, there's a quote that says, power is not something you demand or deserve. It is something you express. The ultimate expression of power is love. And so just with what you were saying, Kylie, it, the ultimate expression of boundaries is love, right? And so the ultimate expression of power is love. It is the ability not to express power, but to restrain it. Proactive people are able to love others as themselves. They have mutual respect. They are able to die to self and not to return evil for evil. They have gotten past the reactive stance of the law and are able to love and not react. That's really powerful. And a lot of times when I'm reading this book, I'm like, I don't think I understood that. So I'd have to read it couple times over and so this book isn't a fast read take it easy one paragraph at a time I wanted to get through it really fast because I love reading faster books have some boundary no yes yeah and this book would not let me do it it had a boundary of its own and I had to follow that so seriously it does have a boundary yeah you can't just zoom through it you have to like digest what it's saying so I was sorry I was um, what you just said with that, um, I was thinking of this experience that I had. I I love um, what you just quoted because, like, I feel like boundaries and love go hand in hand. And not only just that, but also I feel like boundaries and showing people who you really are, which usually your true self is going to be a loving, wonderful being. Mm-hmm. And so um, I feel like um, as an example, I had this experience in college um, where I was late to a chemistry class and I had this um, guy in my class that I barely knew. Um, and at that time, I was really working on boundaries and helping other people to know how to treat me and especially men. Mm-hmm. And so we got to the building, we walked up to the building at the same time and there was these double doors um, in the building. And I had decided, you know, I was going to make sure that any guy that ever met me knew that he needed to open the door for me and treat me like that. And so we got to the door and nobody else was around because we were late for class. And I stood there and stood there and stood there. And then he all of a sudden was like, oh, oh. And so he opens the door. And then the second door, I stood there. And And he's like, oh, right now. Also, this guy, he had, like, some serious, he, he had a sailor mouth. We'll just say that. He uh, <laughs> swore all the time in class, and I was just like, oh. It was one of these classes that I was like, will you please stop swearing? Uh. And I never had to say anything to him, but after that experience, he never swore in front of me again or in that class. Oh, wow. Ever again. And if I was in earshot, if he saw that I was in earshot, he never swore in front of me ever again. You and drew the boundary. Like, I, I drew the boundary, but it wasn't like I told him, please stop swearing. It really yeah. bothers me. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, and, it, and after that, he actually had an interest in like getting to know me and who I was and like, who is this girl that demanded that I, and I didn't even demand him opening the door. I just stood there. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I feel like that's an illustration of like a loving boundary that was like, okay, this is who I am. And if you can't, open the door for me that I'm going to go to the other door and open it for myself. But he so cool. thankfully got the clue. And <laughs> But it was just really interesting because he was a complete stranger to me. But I was like, you know what? This is who I am. And so you can accept it or not. But anyways. You, you invited him so to cool. respect you. That was so awesome. Right. Uh, yeah. So in Chapter 15 of the Boundaries book, it talks exactly about that. So I'll just read it. It says, Maintaining your boundaries is good for other people. It will help them learn what their families of origin did not teach them to respect other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know. And so sometimes when I feel like, 
I love oh it. man, that person wasn't being very respectful. Like that is actually an opportunity <laughs> to, you know, practice boundaries and teaching other people how to be respectful. Well, and I think sometimes people don't even realize that they have a boundary problem, right? And yeah. and I think, you know, the the more loving and kind we can help them see that there needs to be a boundary, right? The 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 better off they'll take it, if that makes sense. You know, like um We've talked, I mean, we've talked in the past about um, talking in an an aggressive way or a passive way or being passive aggressive. And I think if you're assertive and you, and you smile and you say, nope, you're going to have to do that. And you just put your boundary down. Look, you can't do that, but I can be nice about it. Right. The fence isn't lashing out at people. The fence is not, you know, punching people or uh, throwing fireballs or anything. Right. Um, But it is standing there and it's not going to move. Right. And so when we can put those boundaries, but do, do it in a nice way, then people be like, oh, there's a fence here. It'd be stupid for me to keep running into this fence. I'm going to go around. Right. And so, well, you know, if you want if you want respect, you want you will treat others with respect as well. Right. So it goes both ways. Treating others with respect. And and, and, and you'll right. respect yourself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I've always, um, when I feel like I, I can sense when I need to draw a boundary or I can, I, if I'm listening to myself or the, the signs that come up, like I'm either angry or, um, resentful, resentful or, or something's up inside of me. I'm like, okay, I need to set a boundary here. There's something not right. And if I pray about it and I ponder on what that needs to be, then when I set the boundary, I always feel a sense that it's honoring that person and honoring me. It's like lifting them to a higher place and lifting me to a higher place because it's, and I love how it has that synergy, that feeling about it. When for me, anyway, I've noticed that. So mm-hmm. boundaries really do honor both sides of the fence, both parties, both relate the, the whole relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it doesn't so feel that way. So if, if I was just talking to my husband about this and if you come across someone who is kind of the type of person that can't say no, right? And they, they always feel obligated to say yes. It's someone close to you. And sometimes you do want to ask them for help. And other times you choose not to because you know you don't want to put that pressure on them to have to say no, right? Um, but how can you help them develop a healthy boundary um, without, I don't know, like... On the one hand, so who I'm talking about, this is my mother-in-law, and she's amazing. And she's always saying yes to, like, watching my kids and, and doing things to help us out, right? Um, and, and she says no. I mean, she's, she's fine saying no if she can't do it or whatever. But, but I feel like a lot of times she kind of has the sense, well, they're my grandchildren, and I should probably help, right? And, um, and so, but I don't, I don't ask her very often. But I, I still kind of feel guilty when I do because I'm like, well, I don't want to put her in a position where she needs to say no and doesn't feel like she can't, you know. And so I even prefaced beforehand, I just asked her recently to, to watch my kids. And I was like, please feel free to say no. I want you to say no if you can't or you don't, even if you don't want to. Um, but if you are, are available and you want to, I would love to have you to watch them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of that you know, I don't want, I don't want to take advantage of the fact that she will say yes, but I also, um, how do I, but I also should be able to ask. Right. And I don't know, like, yeah, I think, I mean, understanding what you feel is a a healthy boundary first. So if you feel it's healthy to ask again, or, you know, or you feel like, Oh, you know what? I think it's a good idea not to You'll have, again, it goes back to having your own boundary of what you feel is healthy, but on her end or on anyone else's end, that is something that you need to respect where their boundary is at. And, and I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, probably more unfortunately, um, it's for us to figure out what our personal boundary is. And I think there can be great opportunities if it comes up naturally to discuss it and say, Hey, look, I want to respect your boundary and your needs. And I want you to know that I really honor whatever your needs are. And I don't want to take advantage of that. And I'm concerned about that. And when you express that, that gives them an opportunity to say, Hey, you know what, actually this is, I think you're right. Maybe I need to pause. Or if they say, no, we're fine. I'm good. I'm okay. Helping. Then that's in their hands at that point. Right. And well, I guess that's of- right is, is like, 
you know, you kind of just have to trust that they're setting their boundaries and that yep. if they say yes, that they really mean it. And if they say no, then, then you're okay with that. Right. And, and just have to trust, I guess, that they're saying, and they're, you know, not holding those resentful feelings for saying yes, when they actually wanted to say yeah. no. Like, and I think if they are doing that, it's still not your responsibility. Exactly. And that is part of your setting right. your own boundaries. I feel guilty. Yeah. Is not making yourself responsible for someone else because then you're, you're losing your own boundaries. If you're suddenly making yourself responsible for someone else's right. lack of boundary. Right. So I just had this thought. Um, when I think of the most confident women, I just was thinking like of Diana Nolenstein and um, women who just seem to exude light and have this confidence. They are the most boundary people and they're leading with love and they're confident and they, they're not usually taken advantage of because they have those boundaries and people feel them and they know they're there and they, they know they are to be respected. So that's a neat thought to think. The more I come into the light with my boundaries and the more I step into who I truly am and the more confidence I lead with. I thought that was a really neat thought. I've seen that literally come to pass in my life. Oh, I wow, used to be wow. someone that was completely, not completely, but mostly boundaryless. Mm-hmm. And with certain situations or relationships with my life. And I was not confident at all and just totally depressed and totally um, in unse- insecure with everything in my life. Mm-hmm. And as I was taught how to create boundaries healthily, um, I've never felt more confident and happy and beautiful in my entire life. And it was wow. because of boundaries and because I was able to figure out what I needed and who I was and what those things that I needed to create for myself to be able to be that happy glorious woman so I love that Sarah creating boundaries is loving yourself and you can't love others or receive love from others until you understand how to love yourself wow I I feel like that was the first step is creating boundaries with myself and Mm -hmm. what my thoughts would be and what my actions would be before even thinking about putting boundaries with other people so I think that when people when you set boundaries for yourself right and you feel confident about those boundaries, people can feel that. I feel yes. like they, they know that. And so the more confident you are yeah, with your own boundaries, right the less you have to actually lay them down with other people because they can feel them. You know what I mean? They can feel them. And so they're not going to ask you because they'll know, oh, I know what she's going to say. I'm not going to even ask, right? Where, you don't have to tell them. It's great. That's so cool. And so, and so, and when you're kind of like wishy-washy and you're not sure or you're, you know, always feel like you have to say yes, people feel that too. And there's a certain type of person that's drawn to that because they always want to like be able to have those people around to be their yes men, I guess you could say, right? Okay. And so people can read you. And so I think you're exactly right. When you set those boundaries in yourself, other people can feel them. And so sure, maybe there'll be somebody, some people that will test them, but most of the time, if you're strong with those boundaries, then you won't even have to set them because people will just feel them. They just feel it. I don't know if this is too personal, but do you have examples of how you set boundaries with yourself? Like ones that maybe are not personal, too personal. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's interesting. So I just came, um, I just recently moved. And so I've been looking through my stuff and I just found a binder that, because I had a therapist, my very first therapist, she was like handout lady. It was crazy. She gave me so many handouts, but I'm so grateful because I was looking through them and just seeing the growth that I've seen. Um, But I think one of the most incredibly important boundaries that I set with myself was to dispute negative thoughts. And I I feel like that, uh, the cognitive therapy, um, being able to say, is that a thought I should be thinking? Or if it was a negative thought, can I prove that in a court of law or some, some phrase like that? Um, and putting that boundary with myself and saying, oh, no, I can't prove that. It's probably not true. And so then over and over and over again, getting my mind to like realize, oh, this is not a good thing. 
we're going to think about something else or have a different thought so that I can be better. I mean, that's kind of just general, but also then I feel like um, I'm trying to think of a specific boundary. Like, are you asking about like specific um, events or? Well, that was perfect what you shared, like just a boundary you set with yourself to. Oh, right. Yeah. So my, I have um, my whole life. I feel like my relationship with my mom has been really strained and I feel like it wasn't until I realized that like um, there was emotional abuse and things going on. It wasn't until I was aware. I think that's a big thing with boundaries. If you're not aware that you need the boundary, then you're not going to put it. Um, But with myself, there was something I, I learned that I felt like every time I was with her, there was this energy that I just could not get rid of this cloud of darkness. Mm -hmm. And so it came to the point where I literally moved away from home, like four hours away because I needed to go through some therapy and to deal with the feelings that I had with her. And, um, while my relationship isn't perfect with her now, I feel like because specifically I was able to pinpoint, oh, I need to not really spend time with her, or oh, these are specific topics that I cannot touch with her. Because Mm -hmm. if I do, then it's not gonna be good for my psyche. And so, and then then not only that, but like, um, especially recently actually, she's one that really, really wants to basically control my life and do everything for me. And so recently (laughs) she wanted to help me move, which is, it's not a bad thing. Like obviously people have their moms help them move. But um, for once in my life, I wanted to like do something for myself. And again, see, that's me learning boundaries. And uh, I feel like maturing in my boundaries. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So, like, uh-huh. if I asked her to help, it would be like, oh, let me do all of this for you. And instead of just like, okay, what do you need? And so, for me, I feel like it's a good thing to, like, figure out those kinds of relationships as far as, like, can you um, have this um, help or this relationship without being walked all over. Does that make sense? He so I feel like over. Is that what it what is? That? He wants to kind of take over rather right. than right. being your help and you being in charge. <clears throat> she wants to take over and have right. you be the help and she's in charge of everything. And you're like, no, I, I so, want to like, this is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so this time um, she came over and literally there's this specific moment where she was like, Oh, well let's put away your clothes. It'll only take a minute. And I was like, no, and then 15 minutes later, oh, let's put away your clothes. It'll only take a minute. No, I don't want your help. And then 15 minutes, 20 minutes later, oh, let's, it'll only take a few minutes. And I kept saying no. I had to say four times no. Yeah. Like she pushes it so much. And um, it's interesting because now all she can talk about, oh, she doesn't want my help. I'm like, oh, you're getting it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I put a boundary and you finally got it. Woo! Like, <laughs> so I feel like those are the kinds of things like way, like 10 years ago, there's no way I could have said that to my mother. No way. But I feel like in working with boundaries for myself, like what do I need? And I actually, the night before she came um, to help me, um, or I think we were to eat dinner together or something. I was like, okay, what are my boundaries for this? Because I have to know beforehand so that I can like, and I think that's with anything or any relationship. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah and I'm having it crystal clear in your mind. What is my boundary? I have to yeah. do this with my kids. Cause if I'm wishy-washy, then they'll just walk all over me. So I'm like, okay, this is the system. This is the boundary. And we're going to stick with it until I figure out something else, you know, if I don't like it, but you know, cause yeah. otherwise it's hard to, to be consistent and actually like put them through. It's already hard enough to, to make sure that that system with the media, my kids are like constantly wanting media. And so I have to try and like, okay, here's the system. You have to do these things and then you can have this much amount of media. 
and they're always, but mom, can we just do it like earlier? Can I just do it after my chore or can I do media before my chores or whatever? And ah, it's exhausting to, you know, constantly be having to like put your boundaries up for the kids. So anyway. Yeah, and the book talks about how boundaries without consequences are not boundaries. So if like one of our children has crossed a boundary, a rule that we have, and we just ignore it and just let them slide, they're going to keep repeating that. They're going to cross that boundary 50 million times over like my boys do if I haven't set the consequences for it. Yeah. And so yeah. it's not technically a boundary if there aren't consequences that I follow through with. And he right. says, you must decide if you are willing to enforce the consequences before you set the boundaries. Yeah. That was really yeah. Well, and then Otherwise, if you don't have those boundaries set up, then all you have for a boundary is anger. And that's what I've noticed is that then I get angry and I yell because I haven't set the boundary that's and I don't have a consequence, right, for it. And so I feel like it's out of control. They're walking all over me. And so I get angry, right, which is the emotion when people cross the boundary. Um, but I don't have anything to resort to except for the anger and yelling, right? But when you have a boundary, this is something actually Nicolene Peck talks about in her, um, what's that book called again? Self-government. Um, yes. Yes, a house united, teaching self-government, and she talks a lot about that too. Just you know, you don't have to get angry because you've got this, you've got the rule, you've got the consequence, and so then you can smile and you can say, you know what, you chose to break the rule, you knew what the consequence was. Here you go. I'm so sorry that that happened. You know, um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a boundary that has a set consequence automatically feeds your confidence. There's no more insecurity there because. Where there's insecurity, there's resentment and anger and pain. So yeah. I love that. I love imagining myself as this boundary secure woman who doesn't have to yell anymore, who just knows what she's doing. That's yeah. a beautiful thing to imagine. I'm like, yeah. How do I, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I like Sarah knows how we get there. Sarah, can you write it down think, step by step? I know. <laughs> As children, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. As as like as adults, there's still that consequence, but it becomes a more of a natural consequence. And so, yeah. our uh, the consequence we create with our boundary is natural. Such as if you're going to do drugs in my house, then you know X, Y, and Z. Or if you if you disrespect my boundary of. Um, uh, speaking profanely to me or name calling to me, I will not be around you. And that is the consequence for you treating me that way. I think something, something that's coming to my mind that's important to note is there are plenty of good people who will cr always cross our boundaries if we do not make our boundary clear. And so that's something key to remember. Cause I, just like you're saying, like we, we tend to feel, we will feel resentful if we have an internal boundary that we're not addressing that we're not saying, Hey, I need this. And we're not standing firm on that, on that need, on that boundary. We're, we're essentially disrespecting ourselves and we are creating a situation where other people are going to disrespect us because they don't know our boundary. And so, so good people can disrespect our boundaries all the time. And um, if we don't create that clarity, if we don't express especially expressing verbally communicating clearly exactly what that boundary is because we can assume someone understands what our boundary is but if we haven't stated it clearly we then i mean yeah how are they supposed really, to know how are they exactly, supposed to know? we really haven't given them a complete 100 percent opportunity to respect our boundary until we have stated it yeah. completely 100 percent clearly hey when you say these words i feel uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable being around those words and I don't feel like I can be around that. So if you're going to continue saying those words, we can't hang out with each other anymore. But if you're okay, not saying those words, I really love you. I really love spending time with you. Let's keep hanging out. And they go, Oh, Oh, those words bother that person. Great. Or even just saying, Hey, I know you don't mean it this way, but actually when you say that, it actually, I have a really hard time with it. I really don't feel comfortable being around that or hearing those words. Would you mind? Not, not saying those phrases or words when you're around me. Um, and, and that's hard. That's scary sometimes, it is, right? Especially you know if it's somebody that you, that you um, 
really like look up to or that you're really close with that you haven't ever expressed those types of feelings. That's scary. It's, you know, it's vulnerable to open up like that and be like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable around that situation or I don't really feel comfortable around this behavior. You know, that, that can be scary and it can be hard. But like you said, you know, if you don't express it, then how are they ever supposed to know? They may not even know that that makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's why we need to start with boundary setting with ourselves. And we need to rely on God's help first. That's the first step is we need to rely on God to help us set those boundaries because God is trustworthy. He, he will be there for us <laughs> and in, that, in those efforts. And then the next step that we need to do is also create a support system of people that are, are aware of boundary, healthy boundaries, who can support you through that process. Because as we're as you're first starting out learning these new things, we're going to mess up a lot. And so um, he, the book suggests like practicing, maybe even role playing with somebody who is on the same page with you. Um, oh, and even writing down some things, right? You, know. you, you write down, especially if it's someone who's close to you, like a spouse or a sibling or your parents or whatever and it's and and especially if it's someone who's really uh strong-willed I guess you could say that that likes to run over boundaries then you may have to be extra strong with your words extra clear you know write down exactly what you want to say and how you want to say it and and even if that's too hard you could send them the letter yeah they're there's really you can say look here's the letter this is how I feel I don't feel like I can talk to you about it you know Sorry. So keep going, Shirley. You're doing great. (laughs) Okay. So I'm in charge of the group chat. So a question came in um, is how do you set boundaries as a team as parents? So did anybody read anything in the book or have some suggestions on that? I think the best way to do it is just to uh, like with your spouse, just to sit down in your family meeting, your, you know, however often you have it, hopefully weekly, right? Um, and just say, Hey, look, looks like we're having an issue with such and such. The kids want to have media all day long. What kind of boundaries and what kind of system can we create and then brainstorm together? And that's going to be hard. Maybe if you and your spouse are very different as far as how to discipline the kids. Um, but I think if you were to, you know, discuss it back and forth, then write down, I think writing it down is really important. Yes, I agree. Like when Sterling and I, my husband and I are sitting down to have these husband and wife council meetings, because I think that that's important that you're first having these discussions as a husband and wife, and then somebody's taking notes. I'm usually the one taking notes, but I'm taking notes of what we've discussed because a lot of times we forget, like, what was that that we decided on? Like, so I can go back to my notes. This is what we decided so that it's not a waste of time. But that's important that like you're first on the same page with your spouse. So if there are boundary issues between you and your spouse, it's going to be hard to set those boundaries as a team with your kids. So it's important that you work first, work on yourself with your boundaries, then work with your spouse on those boundaries. And then together as a team, you can work with your kids. Now, a lot of times, you know, my husband's at work all day long. I have free reign. I can do a lot of things without having to discuss with him, you know, with the kids. You know, but yeah. And I've also noticed that sometimes you think we've gone through every rule in the book and we have a consequence for everything, but kids are creative and they invent new ways to cross <laughs> boundaries you didn't even know you needed to create or have. And so just take note of those times when a child figures out how to jump on the roof and whatever he just did today and then take note and speak with your husband or spouse at another time and decide what the consequence is because sometimes it just comes out of the blue and you don't have a boundary yet you don't have yeah and the book talks about that it says you don't have to know you don't have to react right then like you can take your time to decide what you should do next or what the boundaries should be. Yeah. Even to pray about it, right? No, you know, to, to pray about it and get some extra help from above. Cause sometimes the trouble is bigger than you know, know what to do, you know? So, yeah. And you want to lead with love because that teaches your children to lead with love rather than yelling and anger. And so I think it's important that 
we t- mentally take note, even physically take note when a boundary was crossed and say, okay, there's this new boundary I'm setting because of this and this and this. And these are the consequences if it happens to be crossed again. And so then you give yourself security. You give yourself respect and love. And then your children or your spouse or whoever needs that boundary is aware of it. And yeah, I think it's important as parents that we take note of when those situations arise. Yeah, I agree. Are you guys feeling good about this discussion or Kylie, were you going to say something? I was just going to say something I really appreciated uh, What with the book is um, boundaries was brought up with children, but there's also another angle of it. And I feel like sometimes when we think of boundaries with our children, we think of just complete control and complete respect and complete submission to the rules or, you know, complete following those rules and that, okay, we've set those boundaries. But he actually talked about how, how very important it is for children on their end to be able to set boundaries and to be able to say no and, and assert themselves and for parents to give them opportunities to fill out their own boundaries so that when they're matured and they're adults or even as children, they understand how to respect their own being, their own self, their own boundaries, and they have the confidence to say no when they're faced with situations where someone else is trying to push their boundaries or to convince them to break their own their own personal boundaries. So I think it's really important to allow children um, the opportunity to to have a choice in um, in their bound in in boundaries with reason. Obviously, a three year old is going to need more you know instruction from a parent. And I think I love Nicolene Peck's um, layout for that helps to set out boundaries. She does suggest writing it out as well and discussing with a parent, but then also including the children and writing what she calls your um, your family government, and that's basically writing your family's set of boundaries. And so then, when those boundaries are pushed, you can just refer right back to that, you know, that family government that's been written, and say, "Oh, well, this is the boundary we created for our family, and so this is why this is the consequence that you know you're experiencing because you you broke that boundary that we together have created and you can sit together as a family in a family council and do that and I feel like it helps it really helps the children to be on the same page and when you're when and especially when you understand why the boundary is there too and catch the vision of of creating family unity creating a place of love of peace and peace and nurturing and I think one I'm just going to share one last thing of importance is when we're setting a, a boundary to remember that those boundaries are set with love and compassion when when a boundary is set there's no shame that needs to be attached no um we he gave examples of you know disparaging someone or saying you know I'm there's no removal of love when a boundary is set. In fact, it's the opposite. It's an, it's an invitation of love with a boundary in place. And it's saying, I love you enough to, to have this boundary. And I love myself enough to have this boundary. And so here's the boundary. And when you're ready to follow it, I will be here. And if you don't follow it, I, I will lovingly, you know, help to, I will uphold my boundary and that means there will be consequences and so um, I respect myself enough that I can I can keep my distance to protect myself like I am entitled to protect myself from your inability to respect my boundaries and so I'm going to remove myself from this bad situation so that I can protect myself yeah and that if if you're not willing to respect that boundary yeah and the boundary is the lesson like the following through with a boundary is a lesson there doesn't need to be the yelling and the shaming and the blaming and the oh you did this to me no. and so no. now I'm gonna do this now I'm putting up this boundary because you're being this way it, there doesn't need to be any of that that's that's kind of becomes a power struggle and can turn into manipulation and so it's really just simple putting that boundary there and 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 sticking with it and and it it can create an incredible change because especially when people are feeling feeling that love emulating from that boundary and realizing that boundary does not equal ostracization and exclusion. Boundary is an invitation of with arms open. I, I like to picture, I picture the savior. He's a perfect example of boundaries. He's so full of love. And yet he, I mean, he still asks us to repent. 
He still asks us to change ourselves, to improve line upon line, precept upon precept, but never is he shaming us or pointing a finger at us or trying to instill guilt inside of us. His is a message of entreatment and come, come to me and I will help you mm-hmm. come, you know, choose my path and I will help you to find, I will help you to find joy and happiness. If you follow these guidelines that I'm giving you that I know will help you to experience ultimate joy and peace. And it's the same as parents. Um, and in whatever relationships we have, and especially as parents, we are, we are stewards to our children. And for children, that's their closest connection when they're young to what, you know, their heavenly parents, to who their heavenly parents are. And so we can be gracious with ourselves because we're not going to be perfect. But for me, that's a nice reminder of like, wow, I get, I have the opportunity to teach my children what a loving boundary relationship looks like and of course I'm going to be imperfect because I'm human but I can give them some glimpse into what that will look like as I do my best to learn and grow as a woman as a mother and as a being thank you Kylie I'm going to read a quote because it just sums up what you just said appropriate this is from the book appropriate boundaries actually increase our ability to care about others Mm -hmm. Um, these these authors, Cloud and Townsend, go into depth in their other books. Like this is this book is kind of an overview of their other books. They have a book on boundaries for dating, boundaries for marriage, boundaries wow. for children, boundaries. They have a lot of different books that go into depth in the different subjects that are in this book. So check out their other books too if you guys are interested. Is do we feel good about this conversation? Anyone else just aching to share something? Okay. This has been awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, We're going to do this again next month, so please join us again. We'll let you know what the book is coming up. Janessa, do you know what that is off the top of your head? Ah, shoot. I don't. Not off the top of my head. Sorry. All right. I don't need to put you on the spot. We'll let you guys know soon. And thank you again. Have a great night. Thank you so much for joining our Mother Heart Circle. Please send us your thoughts, inspiration, experiences, and stories. Your voice is important. Your wisdom and your hearts are needed. We believe in you, we love you, and thank you for being you.